Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting The Secret Room. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com secret. Thanks also to Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app full of short audio stories designed to turn you on. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com secret. And get Secret Room content every week when you join us for our Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Secret Room Unlocked. The next program will have bonus content from this episode and some stuff I can only say is hilarious. Go to patreon.com slash secret room. What's your secret? So my secret is I'm driving home one day and I notice there's this pitiful looking dog on the side of the road and it's coming out of the woods. So... I think either someone is seriously neglecting this poor dog or it's a lost stray. And I decide to go home and get some food and water. And I make my son ride back over with me in case the dog's not friendly. Right. So it stays pretty far away as I put food out and stares at me like I have two heads. (laughs) But I yell, it's okay, baby, go ahead and eat. And I hop back in my car to Google the Humane Society so they can rescue this poor thing. I look up to see if it's heading over to eat and its back is to me with its tail down. And it's looking over its right shoulder like in this perfectly posed stance as if to say, hey lady, does this look familiar? And then it dawns on me and I ask my son, does this look like a coyote? And he says, yeah, it does. So, yeah, we Google it, and literally the image I'm looking at online is the exact one I'm seeing in real life. So then I realized that I've just fed science diet dog food to the coyotes that are killing the local cats and bunnies in our area. And the only people who know I did this are family and a few friends in other states, but nobody local knows. My guest today will tell us about an experience that seems larger than life. <laughs> yes. This tremendous story that spans continents, right? Yes. It's a story that culminated... Three years ago now. And one she's been holding secret all this time. Hi, my name is Jan, and my secret is that a five-year relationship with a man I thought was the love of my life ended in a way I never expected. I made up an enormous lie to cover the truth from my friends, and my mom is the only one on the planet who knows what really happened besides him. Let's talk, then. Jan met the man she thought was the love of her life eight years ago. I was 27. And you will be amazed at the lie she concocted to cover the truth. It's just so huge, she can't tell anyone. And so this is the story that you told everyone in your life. Yes. Your kids? Yes. Your husband? Yes. And your sister? Pretty much. Wow. Have you ever broken down and told any of them the truth? Welcome to The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. All right. I think we are ready to start, Jan. Okay. All right. Hi, Jan. Welcome to The Secret Room. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming. We have got 
a lot to unpack here. Yes. This interview is going to go to some amazing places. I hope so. I think, I think it will. I can tell. So, Jen, at the heart of it, this is a love story, right? With, with the understanding that not all love stories have fairy tale endings. Right. And before we get to the man that your secret is about, I wanted to check in with you on the marriage that you had before you met him. Okay. How long were you married? Um, we were married for four years. We were together for nine years. Did you have kids? Yes, two. Two kids. Can I ask why you divorced? He had a drug and alcohol problem. Okay. So that wasn't for you, and you didn't want your kids exposed to that. Right. After we got divorced, he stopped drinking. He's been sober since then, so we shared them. That worked out well for him, I guess. Yeah. Maybe gave him the motivation to get clean. I think so, yeah. Did you ever want to go back to him after he cleaned things up? No, I never did, because I just realized that we were two different people, and um, we get along really well now, but it just, I, I don't think it would work out like that. What was life like for you after you divorced? You found yourself on your own. You had a couple of kids. How'd, how'd that go? I was actually, I felt very relieved. I felt when I was married that I was taking care of another child. I had my business when we got divorced, so I was financially okay. It took some getting used to being on my own with the kids, but before I was divorced, I pretty much was taking care of them by myself anyway, so that didn't really change too much. Did you did you get a chance to get out and socialize and date? I just started dating this one person. Oh, that was it. Okay. That was it. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, Jen, after you divorced, you yes. met a man. Yes. How long after your divorce was it? We weren't divorced yet, but we were not living together and we were going through the divorce process. It was just a couple months later, not too long. So, during your separation, and, and what, what was this man's name? Rick. Rick. Where did you meet Rick? We met at Starbucks, actually. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell me about that? How did that go down? We were in the coffee line, and it was super long, and I told him that I liked his sunglasses, and he said a couple things to me, and I noticed that he had an accent, so I asked him where he was from, and we just started talking, and before we left, he asked for my number, and he started texting and calling me right away. Wow. Is the reason why you complimented him on his sunglasses because you were attracted to him? Yeah. <laughs> now that's a good line <laughs> <laughs> and it worked so he really he really took you by surprise huh yeah i wasn't expecting that at all i know you said this is in starbucks but what what city are we in minneapolis minneapolis okay and you asked him where he was from what was his answer he said saudi arabia saudi arabia okay so that probably yeah you probably found that very interesting i did yeah i was surprised a little bit I had not really met anyone from that part of the Middle East before. We have a lot of Somalian refugees here, so I know some of the culture I had known, and I had become friends with some people, but I wasn't expecting that. And so you guys started texting right away? Yes. What kinds of things did he reveal about himself initially? Well, that he was here because he was an international student. 
And this was summertime. It was like the beginning of July. He was done with school for the summer and he was just getting ready to go back home to visit his family. So he was leaving for six weeks, maybe right after we met. So we just talked on WhatsApp for the rest of the summer until he came back when we went on our first date. And I I presume that he was going to visit his family in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Wow. And so when he came back, how much time had had elapsed? Um, Like six or seven weeks. So you were committed to this, to seeing it through? Well, I mean, I didn't know and I wasn't like in a big rush to be in a relationship with anyone at that point. So it was just kind of like somebody to talk to and, you know, I was still hanging out with my kids and I didn't really want to bring anybody around at that point. So it worked out well for me. Uh, what was he studying at the time? Uh, engineering. Engineering. And were you a student too, or were you, were you out of school? I was out of school, yeah. And what were you doing? Um, I owned a salon. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're an independent businesswoman. Yep. You got your life under control. Uh, you've made some change, some positive changes in your life for you and your kids. Yeah. And you've met this guy, and you've got a WhatsApp flirtation going on full steam. Yes. He came back from Saudi Arabia. And he asked you out on a date? Yes. He had been planning a date, like, the whole time he was gone, pretty much. Can you tell me about that first date? Well, he came to my house to pick me up, and then we just kind of drove around. We went out to eat, and then he dropped me back off and went home. What was your feeling about it? Like, was it, wow, this is amazing, you had butterflies, the whole thing, or? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great. Do you remember what kind of food you went to have? Um, we just went to have like cake and coffee. <laughs> cake and coffee. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go back to the Starbucks? No, we went somewhere else. I don't think they have cake at Starbucks anyway. <laughs> Maybe cake pops. <laughs> yes, cake pops. I imagine then that, that this relationship kind of took off. Yeah. Yep. What was the courtship like? He was going to school. So right away... I'm kind of like a mom at heart, I guess. He went back to school the next day and I went to the store and I like bought all his school supplies and stuff like that for him and um, helped him move into his new place and just took care of stuff like that for him. Like right away, I did that. We spent a lot of time together going to movies, going out, and I stayed at his house a lot when I didn't have my kids or he would come to our house on the weekends when he wasn't busy with homework and stuff like that. We really did everything together. Joined at the hip. Yes. And how did he take to your kids? Uh, He was great with my kids. My kids loved him. He would bring them gifts all the time. And I remember this one birthday party that I was having for my daughter. It was at my mom and dad's house and they live a couple hours from here. So we had stayed there the night before, my kids and I, and he had some stuff going on with school. So he couldn't come out there with us. And he planned on coming the next day. That night he had gotten a flat tire and he couldn't get it fixed. So he rented a car to come to my daughter's birthday. Oh my gosh. So you're pretty impressed with this guy. He's yeah. just really yeah hitting it on all cylinders, knocking it out of the park. Yes. At some point, are you thinking like, gee, maybe... Maybe this is the guy. Yes. Yeah, I was. Right. So how long have you been together at this point now? About a year. 
About a year. Okay, so things are going great. It's been a year. Yes. Yep. You've got a solid relationship going. And and when do you start talking seriously about things? Within the next year, because he was getting ready to graduate from college and he was looking at jobs and stuff. The next year we had talked about maybe getting married and getting a place together, found a job in Texas. So we were going to move there. Wow. Yeah. So that's huge for you because you've got a whole life in Minneapolis. Yes, it was huge. Yep. I sold my business. I sold my house and we were ready to move there. So <laughs> wait, hold on one second. Oh my gosh. I mean, that I, the way you say it, it sounds so easy, but there's, I know there's a lot more behind that because right. you've got to talk to your kid's father. Yes. Selling your business is not a small thing. I mean, you've got no income coming from that. You've got all kinds of, you know, business arrangements and whatnot. And yep. you've got to find an owner and then you're selling your house. Yes. This is all the stuff that anchors your life, your business, your kids, your house, and of course, family and friends. And you're talking about moving to somewhere in Texas, which is not exactly next door to Minneapolis. No, no, it's not. What was the job that he found there? In an oil field as an engineer. Yeah. That was a pretty good job. Must have been. Yeah. Did you have any second thoughts about it or were you just like, yeah, let's go? No, I had lots of second thoughts about it. I was really worried about about moving that far. And then like in my mind, I told myself that he was way farther away from his family than I was going to be. So I should just get over it pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. He's, you know, cross ocean, cross continents. Yes. And, uh, you know, you're going moving maybe two hour plane flight, something like that. Right. Yeah. So what's the big deal? Exactly. So when you laid this plan out to your parents and to your sister and to your friends and to all the people that work for you, the salon, and yes. everybody in your life, what was kind of the consensus? I mean, I know that I know that everybody, I'm sure, saw you as a perfect couple and were cheering you on. But what did people say when you, you know, when you told them this plan? They started helping me figure out what to do. Okay. Nobody was like, "Mm, Jan, you know, maybe slow your roll a little bit. Right. Nobody. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Your mom was all in. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Okay, great. Because you guys were, you were the couple. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting encouragement from everybody and you're feeling great about it. So you're going to do it. Yep. Okay. So you found somebody to buy the business pretty quickly? Yeah. And your house sold, no problem. Yep. So how long does it take you to move? We didn't. Wait, what? Why Jan and Rick didn't move? And what happened next as the secret room continues? Hey, everyone. Susie here. I don't have to tell you, we all have busy lives and obligations, and around here, we've all got secrets. This is something I do not want to keep to myself. You just have to know about it. Dipsy is an app loaded with sexy audio stories. Some of them make you want to cuddle right up, and some of them will light your fire. I know you love storytelling, and these will put you right into the story headfirst. They are fully immersive, so you can lose yourself in the moment. Do you want more than just stories? They have guided experience, which has given me some practical resources to expand my own skill set. 
And it's gotten me out of that routine that sometimes we can all find ourselves in. I think you need to treat yourself and cuddle up with Dipsy. And for the listeners of The Secret Room, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash secret. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash secret. Dipsystories.com slash secret. Coming up, Jan, devoted to Rick, makes more sacrifices. But first, how could she ever recover from selling her home and her business? You did not move. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> After all that buildup. <laughs> right. So what happened? While the visa was processing for his employment, he went home to visit his family one last time because he didn't have to be here for a long time. And when he left... I guess if you leave while your paperwork's processing, they call it like abandonment of the process. So they threw all his paperwork out and pretty much said he couldn't come back. Okay. So he was in the process of getting a work visa. Yes. When he went home to Saudi Arabia to visit his parents and that nullified that application. Right. Gosh. And and the government, the United States government said you cannot return. No, they didn't say he couldn't return, but then he had he could only come back on like a, a tourist visa. So he couldn't come back here to work or anything like that. This is all happening after you've sold your business and your house. Yes. I mean, this must have really thrown you for a loop. Yes. Were you having second thoughts about the relationship at this point? We're like, what is this guy doing? I mean, no, I I still wasn't. I was just like Okay, you know, I am the type of person that always has like a backup plan. So I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do next. So I moved in with my parents and I lived there for a year. And then I started working at a different salon for somebody else, which was horrible because I was pretty much making minimum wage, you know. And he came back and visited me a couple of times. And then he said he was going to apply to come back to school for his master's. Did you feel there was a need for that after he had already proven the ability to get a, you know, a good paying job with the degree that he had already earned? Right. Um, his dad and his brother are both engineers and they both have like doctorates in engineering. And he kind of felt like eventually that was where he wanted to go with that. So... I just thought, if it gets him back here, then that's totally fine. Sure. Then you'll be reunited. You can start on this grand life you've got planned. Right. He applied to school, and so I moved again to um, where the school was that he was going to be going to, and I got an apartment there and got everything ready, and he came there, and he applied at the school, did all his paperwork and stuff, and then went back home and we were just kind of waiting for the paperwork to be processed. I called the school to see like how far along it was coming and they said that they had received it too late so they couldn't process it. Yeah, so what what did that mean for his return? So he couldn't come for school. Wow. So what did he do? So he came back to visit, and I moved again. 
Where, where did you move to this time? <laughs> I moved to um, St. Cloud. So that's about an hour from Minneapolis. What was in St. Cloud that you had to move there for? I moved there because he had started going to school there. And so he had some friends there. And we moved there and started to fill out the process so that he could come here on a marriage visa, basically. So he could come here and we could get married. Great. Yeah. Okay, so you find yourself in St. Cloud, and you're applying for the marriage visa. Yep. What, what kind of documentation do you have to show the United States government in order to, you know, prove that you guys are planning to get married? We had to show proof that we had met in person, um, like within the last, I, I can't remember if it was like year, two years, something like that. But we had pictures together. Uh, we were using an attorney. She took copies of, like, our text messages and stuff like that and um, my divorce papers and sent all that in. Once he gets it, then he would have to move here and we would have to get married within 90 days. If you married after 90 days, what happens with his status? Then he can apply for a green card and he can apply for citizenship. So, Jan. Yes. Did you get married within 90 days? No. And yet another wrinkle in Jan and Rick's love story appears. How much their love can endure and the cringeworthy place it ends up are directly ahead. We all have things we want to get done in life. But sometimes it's just life that gets in the way. Regular listeners will know that I've heard from some of you who've said thanks for recommending BetterHelp. And you know what? You're welcome. I'm glad it's been positive for you. Secret Room listeners can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com secret. BetterHelp lets you get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist at a time that's convenient for your schedule. And BetterHelp licensed professional counselors offer a broad range of expertise that might not be available in many areas. You can talk to someone who specializes in depression and anxiety, relationships and family conflicts, trauma, sexual and gender identity. They are available worldwide with 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. Secret Room listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com secret. And to my listeners who have already benefited, I'm just so glad that you found a place to talk that works for you. However you choose to connect, your therapist is there when you need. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, and my listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com secret. Fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor. Start communicating in under 24 hours. That's BetterHelp.com secret for 10% off your first month. Jan and Rick seemed like the perfect couple, and they planned to mark that love in marriage, but that didn't work out. What happened? We didn't. So, <laughs> so he came here and we picked out this apartment, this great apartment, and applied for all the paperwork, and I was in contact with our attorney the whole time and telling him what was going on and one day he just ghosted me 
Okay, I need to let that sink in a little bit. (laughs) I mean, you've got such great humor about it. It must have been absolutely devastating. It was. It was horrific, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. He... So... Um, I was back to school shopping with my kids that day. I was telling him everything that we were buying and everything. And he said he was going over to his cousin's house for the afternoon. And I never heard from him again. You have got to be kidding me. Nope. So I'm trying to put myself in your position. I think at first I would be tremendously worried that yes i was something horrible had happened to him yes what kinds of things went through your mind well his cousin lived in a different country so his cousin lived in bahrain and i knew that he had to switch his phone over when he went there because there was different like phone cards because there were different countries i even went over there not after he ghosted me, but when we were dating, I went over there and stayed there to meet his family and stuff. Wow. So you met his family and everything. <laughs> no, we didn't meet his family. <laughs> oh, who did you meet? Anybody? No, just just him. Pretty much. Well, how did? OK, <laughs> interesting side story. Yeah. So how, you went over to Bahrain. Yeah. Uh, ostensibly to meet his family. Right. But how did he explain there was nobody there to meet you? Well, because his aunt had died. Mm-hmm. And so his family had to stay and be together at that time. So then they couldn't come meet me, he said. So. I mean. I don't know. I kind of had the feeling the whole time that his family had did not want him to be with me at all because, you know, I was like a white American and I wasn't like them. So you thought they were avoiding you? Yeah. Yes. Yep. And that he wasn't telling you that just to spare your feelings. Right. Right. It was all lies. Yes. Gosh. So yeah. back to St. Cloud. <laughs> And he's ghosted you. <laughs> yes. This tremendous story that spans continents, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. We're back at this moment where he went out on a trip. He told me he was going to, to help his cousin move some appliances into his new house. And he never comes back. And I never heard from him again. Well, what do you do? Um... Did you file a missing persons report? Did you call the police? Did you go searching for him? First, I talked to my attorney and then she gave me some numbers or tried to help me get some information because he was in Saudi Arabia at that time. So she tried to help me get some information, like if he was missing, if something happened to him, you know. Okay, so he flew to Saudi Arabia to help his... He was over there while we were waiting for the visa documents to process because he couldn't be here the whole time and he had a job over there so rick is in saudi arabia helping his cousin he has a job there yes but he's coming back when he gets the marriage visa right how often did you guys 
text and talk like all the time, right? All the time. I I knew everything. I knew when he was at the gym. I knew when he was going to the bathroom. I knew when he was taking a shower. I knew when he was <laughs> right. eating. I knew what he was having. I knew everything. At least you thought you did. Yeah. And so how much time went by with no word from him before you started to worry? Three days, maybe. I mean, I would start worrying after, you know, the way you describe it, after an hour. Well, I knew that sometimes his phone didn't work when he was in Bahrain because he had to switch over, like, the phone plans because he was traveling to a different country. And sometimes when he was working, like, he would... He worked for an oil company there, too. So sometimes he'd be, like, offshore, and then he wouldn't be able to use his phone at all. So there were times where it would be, like, a few days where I wouldn't hear from him, but it was very rare. Okay. So there's some mitigating factors. You know, you can roll with it for a few days. Right. But then three days goes by, and you are you're really starting to, to worry. Yes. So what did you do? I talked to our attorney to see, like... How can I find him? Did you have his cousin's number? No, I didn't have anybody's number. Oh my gosh. And nobody spoke English but him. You mean nobody in his family? Yes. But you had never spoken to anybody in his family. Right. And that's because they don't speak English, supposedly. (laughs) Right? Supposedly, yes. Okay. (laughs) All right, so you talk to your lawyer, and what's the counsel that your lawyer gives you? She really couldn't do anything to help because she was here. So there was not a whole lot that she could do to help me. So I went to one of his friends that was living near me and told him pretty much, you know, what happened. And I said, have you heard from him? Do you know what's going on? You know, and he hadn't heard from him either, but he knew some people that he could talk to that maybe would know something because they had come here together for school and this friend ended up marrying someone that lived here. So he was here to stay, but they had some mutual friends back home. And what did the friend say? He was going to do some digging around and see what he could find out. He was worried too about it. Yeah. I mean, he just disappears in Saudi Arabia. I mean, it can't can't be good. I mean, this is a guy you fully trust. You've, your life is entwined with his. And uh, you're planning on getting married, so you're you're not suspecting, you know, there's any malice toward you at this point, right? Right. Yeah. And so is his friend from Saudi Arabia also? Yep. Did they know each other abroad? Yes, they did. So this guy should have a good line on how to find him. Yes. So what happened? So he... Came to me a couple days later and said that he had talked to a friend of theirs and found out that he had gotten married on the day that he ghosted me to someone else. What? Good Lord. Yep. How many days had gone by since he disappeared to when you heard this news? It was about two weeks. I mean, the whole time you must have been going out of your mind. Yes. With worry. I was. With worry. Yep. Yep. You, you had a, a knot in your stomach the whole time, I'm sure. Yes. I can't imagine I would be sick with worry. I was. Like, what happened to my future husband in Saudi Arabia? I, I have no way to get exactly. a hold of him. Yep. And then his friend comes to you and says he just married somebody else? Yes. 
Wow. What did you say? I didn't know what to say, you know, and I'm not like a confrontational person, really. So I just kind of said, okay. Damn. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I didn't know what else to say. There's nothing I can do about it at this point. I mean, what a punch in the gut. Right. And, you know, I didn't know that guy very well. So... My first reaction when you told me his friend told you that, I was expecting his friend to be kind of in cahoots with him, and I thought he'd come back with a story. No. No, he he didn't. He felt really bad about it. Well, good. <laughs> he should. His, his friend felt really bad about it. He didn't He didn't even really want to tell me, you know, what what happened or what was going on. I mean, it was really good of him to tell you the truth. Yeah. As difficult as it was. Yes. And I'm sure you're grateful for that. Yep, I am. It's closure. You know, what was the first thing you did besides, you know, after you said, okay, (laughs) did you just go scream and cry somewhere privately? Pretty much. Yeah, I went home Mm -hmm. and then I tried to figure out what I was going to do, what I was going to do next, because so many things have happened in my life that I just need to have a backup plan all the time to know, like, okay, so this happened, now I have to do this. I'm still struck by how good spirits you're in (laughs) about this, and that we're sort of laughing our way through this just devastating story. Yeah. And it's been years, and I have a husband now, and we have a baby, and we have another baby on the way, so... I have it pretty good right now, and I know that things could have been different, but I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. Well, good. You got the last laugh. Yeah. After you found out the truth, did you feel any shame or embarrassment? A little bit, yeah. I think it would be hard not to because, you know, you trusted this person for so long and you almost feel like they tricked you and I should have known better or I should have seen red flags or somebody should have said something to me or you know there are lots of things going through your mind that it's hard it I I can't imagine anyone that wouldn't feel that way I can't either so what did you tell people And next, the astounding, larger-than-life lie that is Jan's secret. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain? Or do you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Many of us do. I have trouble sleeping sometimes. And I have anxiety sometimes. Susie, how's feels working for you? It's been an amazing addition to my healthcare routine. And it has been working great for me too. Feels is a premium CBD and it is delivered directly to your doorstep. There is an FAQ when you open up the box and it guides you through all the doses. If you are new to CBD like I am, there are three test doses right there in the box so you can try them out and see how they work for you. Yeah, and they offer a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Yeah, so Ben, how do you feels? (laughs) Did you have to go there? Oh, you know I did. I feels great. (laughs) 
<laughs> How do you feel, Susie? It feels great, too. Nice one. Feels works naturally. It helps you feel better. There's no high. There's no hangovers or no addiction. I'm really sensitive to medications, actually, and substances in general. <laughs> so this has been completely mellow for me. <laughs> nice. How have you been taking yours, Ben? Well, one of the first things I do every day is make my morning smoothie. <laughs> yeah. And I just mix my feels right in there. That sounds great. How about you? I've been taking mine sublingually where you put it underneath your tongue and nice. get that. Yeah, it's that direct dose straight to the source. Fantastic. That's awesome. Just like that. <laughs> Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered directly to your door every month, and you will save money on every order. And you can pause or cancel at any time. Yeah. I'm already signing up. Let's go. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash secret, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash secret to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping feels.com slash secret. Jen concocts an alternate reality about the fate of the man in whom she had invested heart and soul. The man who had literally ghosted her from another continent. It was a lie designed to save face, one that would shield her from the shame of abandonment. I told everyone that he died. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yep. What did people say? They must have been terribly grief-stricken for you. Yeah, they were very sorry, very sad, you know, about it. And how, how did you tell them he died? I told them that he died in a car accident when he was going to his cousin's house. In Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Gosh, whose fault was it? Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just trying to imagine the kinds of things people would ask you. I, I imagine there would be a lot of questions, and you must have built up some answers. Well, I mean, nobody really asked me that many questions, honestly. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, like, how did you find out? His friend told me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because everybody knew that I had gotten in contact with his friend to figure out what had happened. Did Rick's friend know that you were telling this lie? No, he didn't know. I never spoke to him again after that, so he had no idea. So did people send you flowers? Nope. No? I got a card. I got a card from some people, <laughs> but that was it. <laughs> did you have to have a fake service or memorial or anything? Nope, because I told everyone that his family hated me and that they didn't want anything to do with me, so I should just leave them alone. Gosh. And so this is the story that you told everyone in your life. Your kids? Yes. Your husband? Yes. And your sister? Pretty much. Wow. Have you ever broken down and told any of them the truth? Well, my mom doesn't know everything that happens. She knows that he's not dead, and she knows that he ghosted me, but she has no idea that he married someone else. And so what was that conversation like when you, you told your mom? Did you say, you know, Mom, he's really not dead, I just made that up? No, because 
I didn't tell my mom that he was dead. I just told her that one day I just never heard from him again. And she knows that you told everybody else that he died. Yes. My mom is a pastor. And so she's used to like listening to people and keeping their secrets pretty much. So for me to say that to her, she's heard a lot of different things from other people or, you know, people tell her things. Of course. So it wasn't like, and I've never, I've never told my mom something and worried that she was going to say something about it to someone else, like even to my dad. And so your father doesn't know. No. Your kids were very close to Rick. How did they react to the news? They were pretty upset. My daughter was very upset and very sad, but my son was more worried about me. I want to ask this delicately, (laughs) but as a mom, obviously you decided that that was the best thing to tell your children. Right. But it must have been very hard to tell them that story that wasn't true. Yeah, it was super hard. And, you know, once my kids are older and start dating, I might tell them the truth, you know, but for right now, it'll just be as it is. It's an enormous secret to keep. Yeah. Did Rick get away with any of the proceeds from your house or your business sale or any of your assets? None. And he paid for the attorney and everything. So he didn't fleece you. He never got any money from me. He was sending me money all the time. He was sending you money. Sending me money to help me pay for our apartment, sending me money to pay bills, sending me money to buy myself new things. He was sending me lots of money all the time. So what do you think this was all about for him? I don't know. I don't know if there was a time when he really wanted to come here or that he was really in love with me, but things started going in a way that he didn't want to deal with anymore or it was becoming too much work maybe or I'm not sure. So curious. Sounds to me like maybe he just felt he couldn't make things work in the U.S. Yeah. Couldn't get back for whatever reason or the other woman that he'd clearly been in touch with the whole time. Right. Just somehow took precedence and he couldn't face you with the truth yeah yep i don't know yeah i mean since it wasn't you know clearly wasn't a scheme to get money out of you right it seems to me like just a really tragic personal failure yeah it could be and my husband my husband is great i told him that he died and my husband told me that he didn't believe that And that he thought that it was getting to be too hard for him to come here or everything was becoming too much work and he didn't know if he was going to be able to do it. So he just stopped talking to me so that I could find someone else and move on with my life. Your husband and I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So were you sticking with the story with your husband or or does he know the the whole story no he 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 doesn't know he doesn't know either no not from you anyway i would feel comfortable telling him about it i mean he's he's been through a lot in his life too well maybe one day when the time is right yep it's your story to tell yeah 
You must really fear the truth might come out, though, because it could have some real repercussions for you, perhaps. I mean, maybe at least with friends and family, not legally or anything, but are you concerned what people might think um, if they knew you told this story? Um, maybe not. I, I guess not really, because I'm not, like... The type of person that makes things up like that. So I feel like if somebody found out, it might actually be a weight off, you know? Like, I don't have to keep this anymore. Well, thank goodness you didn't have to do a fake service. Yeah, no Oh my gosh, no kidding. <laughs> that, that would have been really hard. Yeah. Did he ever tell you what his parents did for a living in Saudi Arabia? Yep, his dad was an engineer, and his mom didn't work. Was all that talk about their education a lie? I don't think so. I don't think so. I know they had a lot of money. He was sending you money? Yeah. Yeah, so all that seems right. Yeah, and it costs a lot for an international person to go to school in the United States. You have to show them pretty much what your bank account looks like and how much money you have. So... I knew he had money. I knew he had a lot of money. and But I wasn't after him for that either, because I was doing fine before we met. Do you know for sure that he was going to school? Yes. How do you know? I dropped him off at the school. I picked him up at the library where he was studying with his friends. He had roommates that were going to school with him. I was at his college graduation. Okay, so all that checked out. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Just seems like, I guess, uh, just a tremendous personal failure. Yeah. How long did it take you to kind of process this, get through it? Well, I was working in a salon at that time, and I ended up quitting that job because I didn't want people to ask me about it. And so I started working in a bakery in the mornings. I was working in a car dealership, and I was working in a clothing store. Oh my gosh, you had three jobs. Yes. Why did you have to work so much? Because we had this fancy apartment that he was helping me pay for, and suddenly he wasn't anymore. Wow, of course. So he left, and then you were saddled with 100% of the bills. Yes. Are you bitter about having sold your business and your house? I'm not. I'm not, because I had been wanting to go back to school, and now I'm back in school, and I have a really great job that I love now. I'm working for someone else, but I have more time to be with my family. I'm not so stressed about running a business anymore. I feel that I can go on vacation. I can do things with my kids that I, I have time to do now. Right. So you found yourself in a better place. Yes. And how did you meet your husband? Um, I met him at the car dealership that I was working at. Did you walk up to him and say, hey, those are some pretty cool sunglasses? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, so I was working in the service department. I was one of the service advisors. So basically, when you bring your car in there, I would you know, look it over, fill out some paperwork, talk to you about what you brought it in for, talk to the people that are working on it, and kind of let you know how much it's going to cost. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so um, they had stuck him with me because no one could understand what he was saying, pretty much. Is he from Saudi Arabia? 
also? No, he's from Egypt, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything like that to him, but we became friends first. And then we started going on a few dates. And then he wanted me to move in with him, but I had learned that I probably shouldn't do that. And so I told him I wasn't going to move in. I wasn't going to move again until I was married because I had two kids. I didn't want anything else to happen. So we ended up getting married. Okay. And he was already a U.S. citizen. Yes. And so he didn't have to deal with that problem again. Right. So everything was good. Yep. And how long have you been married now? This February, it'll be two years. Well, great. Congratulations. I'm so happy that this, well, you know, initially we termed as a love story, knowing that love stories don't always have fairy tale endings, but this love story maybe does, even though it doesn't end with the person it started out with. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) If all that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have had that job at the car dealership and I never would have met my husband. And so. So it was all for a reason. Life is a journey. Yes. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your incredible story with us. Thank you, Ben, for listening. It was so interesting. I'm not surprised Jen didn't use her sunglasses line again. It actually didn't work out all that well the first time around. But Jen's in a good place now, one she arrived at by following her path. Without enduring her trials, she would have ended up somewhere else. So in the end, Was it such a high price to pay for the wonderful life she enjoys now? And while we leave Jen wrapped up in a happy ending, I still can't help but wonder what Rick is up to right now and how he thought it was okay to just vanish. In The Secret Room Unlocked, Ben and Jan break down the mystery even further. It's a conversation you can hear when you support The Secret Room on Patreon. That's Susie Lark, your host for The Secret Room Unlocked. Find a tier you like, and you'll get fresh content every week from me and my dedicated podcast team. Find all the details exclusively at patreon.com slash secret room. Jen shared some great pictures for you to give you a peek into her mystery. See Jan with Rick, their faces obscured. Also, her chair at the salon. I even still have the phone that I had, so I even have some of our text messages. And the actual text chain where she is desperately reaching out to Rick after he ghosted her. He doesn't reply. All the pictures are waiting for you right now on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our handle is at Secret Room Pod. Do you have a preposterous secret to share? Send it my way with a form at secretroompod.com. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can get a podcast. Thanks to the Street Secret team and producer Susie Lark. Chet is the sound engineer, and our music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. See our offers from Dipsy and BetterHelp and all the great brands that have supported us at secretroompod.com slash codes. See you in just one week on Patreon for Unlocked. And in two weeks, right back here for another amazing story. This is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Pot on, Jen. <laughs> Pot on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>